Hello, folks. This is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me on my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. I've got a question for you. Would you feel embarrassed to have your pastor spend time with your non-Christian family and friends? Well, we are continuing to talk about the calling of the Apostle Matthew. Matthew wasn't afraid of that. Matter of fact, one of Matthew's first responses to his transformed life was to introduce others to Jesus. The Bible says, and Levi, who was named Matthew, gave a big reception for Jesus in his house. And there were a great crowd of tax collectors and other people who were reclining at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Well, what do we know about Matthew? We know he was a tax collector, most likely well compensated. He had a home that was large enough to host a a big party. Uh, We also know Levi, the tax collector, had a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances, and it appears that most of them were tax collectors and sinners. But Matthew's heart was transformed by Jesus. Jesus called him to follow, and Matthew began to follow him immediately. The Bible says Matthew got up from his tax booth, he quit his job, and he gave himself over to following Jesus. Well, what about his possessions? What about his home? Well, it's not totally clear what he did with his possessions. Uh, Most likely he sold everything, but you know what? Before he hit the road with Jesus, he wanted to use his most valuable possession, his home, to honor Jesus with the reception. So one of Matthew's first responses to his transformed life was to introduce others to Jesus. It seems Matthew wasn't embarrassed of his tribe of sinners. Jesus came to reach sinners and not the holier-than-thou religious elite. You see, Matthew knew intuitively in his early days of following Jesus, he knew intuitively what Paul would later teach to the confused Corinthian church. Now listen to this. This is really fascinating. Paul wrote, I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not at all mean the immoral people of this world, or with the covetous, or swindlers, or with the idolaters, then you would have to go out or leave the world. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brothers if he is an immoral person. Well, there are so many religious types and Christians who really don't have the understanding of Paul's clarification here. Paul says it's okay to associate with immoral people who are idolatrous liars and cheaters. However, he says it's those that claim to be Christians that continue in sin. Those are the ones that you need to stay away from. However, so many Christians cannot and do not interact with brazen sinners, even though Jesus did. Personally, I didn't have any non-Christian friends throughout my college days and throughout my 20s. I went to a Bible college and literally into my my early to mid-30s. I mean, literally none. I I thought Christians hanging around sinners, I mean, I I would avoid those situations. I I would feel guilty. I would feel annoyed by them, disgusted by them. 
um, I wouldn't know what to say to them. I was afraid to be associated with them. What about you? Jesus was a friend of sinners. So are you a Matthew or are you a Pharisee? You know what? You wouldn't believe what Isaiah said about this exact same kind of situation seven years before Matthew had this party. Have you ever been sitting around a fire and the smoke blows toward you and in your face? I mean, it's very uncomfortable and unpleasant. It burns your nose and it burns your eyes. You immediately attempt to move away. Well, check out this passage from Isaiah. A holier-than-thou attitude by righteous Christians actually makes God's eyes burn like smoke in his face. Isaiah says those who say, just like the Pharisees and the legal, legalistic Christians, for those who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than thou. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Well, when I began going into the regional prisons in 2009 to minister and to train convicted felons how to get jobs and to live productive lives, well, when I did that, I thought I was different than them. I thought I was better than them. I thought I was above them. I thought I was there to help them. Well, I did help them, but for the most part, my attitude was wrong. I met humble men covered with tattoos and painful life experiences who made some bad decisions along the way. You know, I realized that I'd made a lot of bad decisions in my life too. However, I realized that I was simply fortunate that my bad decisions didn't have the extreme dire consequences as their decisions. These men wanted to change. Just like me, they wanted to work, to contribute, and have good relationships with their families. They had just gone through some difficult times. We actually had much more in common than I ever thought. I learned a lot from them. You know, pre-pandemic, not too long ago, one of the great joys of my life was to preach at the Houston Gospel Mission to the Homeless and the Needy. What a joy. Well, my attitude towards sinners used to be like smoke in God's nostrils and fire that burns his eyes. I was a holier-than-thou Christian. You know, I still may struggle with my attitude sometimes, but God has put me through a certain school of humility. The school of humility taught me that I am not all that great. I am not better than others. In my town, U of H means University of Houston. In my life, U of H means University of Humility. God is the chancellor. Jesus is the president, and the Holy Spirit is the dean of students. And I often get called into the dean's office with a new lesson on humility. So I used to be much more holier than now. I didn't voluntarily enroll in the U of H. I was appointed. It isn't an academic education. It's a hands-on, real-life experience. We don't paint our faces and go to sporting events to laugh and cheer. We tend to find ourselves with egg on our faces, embarrassed, groaning over our failures, enduring pain, loneliness, and rejection. And you know what? In my life, I've gone through those things because God needed to humble me. I am not holier than anyone else. We don't sit in a classroom full of chairs. We find ourselves on our knees, sometimes even in humility in the fetal position, in complete humility, crying out to God. Well, let's be patient, let's be kind, let's be humble, let's be gracious toward sinners. You know what the Bible says, for such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of God. 
Amen.